Oh yeah. Hi, welcome to The Scoop. I am here with one of my favorite people in the world, Chloe Bruder. Hello. We've been friends for a long time. I had a five-year plan for to be my family, mm-hmm. lots of things, but she's here now talking to us about inspiration, art, social media, all the things. So I'm stoked to have her here and we are eating. I have non-vegan ice cream. I have vegan ice cream. What's in it? It's a coconut base with a coconut caramel and coconut seven layer bar. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm eating cinnamon gingerbread ice cream. It's Christmas okay. Very fun. Thanks for joining me. That's right. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you because A, you're one of my favorite people to talk to. And B, I think a lot of people have a lot to learn from you for in various aspects. So tell us about yourself. So I am just a 24-year-old gal living in Salt Lake. I do freelance marketing services and I sell my art. I do a little newsletter on happiness once a week and I sell custom portraits, art prints, phone cases. And then, like I said, I do various marketing things for different brands. Amazing. Yes. Love that. And you talked about doing marketing for various brands and social media. What mm-hmm. would you say, what would you say you're known for in the social media world? Probably Instagram, but I'm trying to shift that into email newsletters amazing yeah i love your reading your newsletter it's thank the highlight you. on my monday every thank week you. you learn a lot she gives great song recommendations from a boyfriend it's it's a happy little thing thank you say. amazing so fun so you have a newsletter about happiness yes i want to talk to you about your approach to this new year mm. and personally i feel very uninspired by the new year i just mm. see like an open road with no landmarks no milestones mm-hmm. And I'm having a hard time setting resolutions mm. and I'm a very goal oriented person. Yeah, so it's you been are. kind of terrifying where I'm yeah. just like, I don't know if I'm going to be locked in my house for another year. Yeah. How are you approaching the new year? You know, what's interesting and kind of empowering about this last year is um, I'll start off by saying I was not affected by COVID in a very dramatic way. I had COVID and I was okay. I didn't lose my job. I was actually able to quit my job of four years to go freelance So um, I was very blessed to have some security and safety. But what I found in 2020 is that all the time at home, all the extra time, all the opportunity to slow down, I've actually never been more effective at accomplishing my goals. Um, So many of my goals were internal, like based around my habits and my help that 2020 actually made it way easier Mm -hmm. to accomplish my goals. So I feel more hopeful than ever Something I've noticed about getting older is you know yourself better and you kind of start to learn what you want and need. And so every year I'm always really excited to get another year older Uh in 20 years that might change. But (laughs) um, since 2020 was like that for me, I feel hopeful in 2021 that I can continue like waking up every morning and trying to be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't really nailed down my specific resolutions either, even though I love them. I'm kind of going to take the month to see what I need. I love, I love that. I feel like that wasn't helpful. No, that's helpful because I'm like so stressed about setting mm-hmm. 12 month goals, which is unhealthy in the first place. Yes. But that's what I've done for six years of my life where mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is what I'm going to do this year. Yeah. But I love the concept of taking some time, seeing what I need, assessing, mm-hmm. seeing how the environment in the world changes over the yeah. next few weeks and using that to kind of determine how my year will go. And I think when your goals are internal, 
you have some security in knowing whatever happens in the world, mm -hmm. even if you can't go to work or you can, you can still work on how you live your life throughout the day, whatever your day looks like. It sounds like you wrote about something in your newsletter a while mm -hmm. back called the zest of life. Yes. Talk to me about the zest of life. How do you find them? What are they? How do you find them? Well, I thought this was normal, but I think I might be a little um, extra enthusiastic <laughs> about life <laughs> because um, things like a really beautiful sunset or something that tastes just right brings me to tears. And I thought that's how everyone was until my family pointed out that um, I was just really emotional mm -hmm. about things. And I love that about myself because everything is a little I love more fun. You. Thank you. And so I decided to just really obsess over the moments in the small and every day that make me so happy. So the first three I can think of are like, I pick my favorite coffee with the best smell. And every morning I take like five inhales of it mm -hmm. and it is amazing another thing i do is i'm sure to pick out soap in the shower that i'm obsessed with um i love this one from lush it smells like big newtons because that's one of my favorite snacks so it makes me look forward to showering and i just try to hack everything i do throughout the day into being something that's so fun and then i call it the zest of life because for me the joy in life is just the everyday I love that. Thank you. It, and it's so important now that like my yeah. life used to center around travel and mm -hmm. being on the go constantly. And totally. The 180 of being home hundred percent of the time I need to look for those and mm -hmm. take joy. I love hot showers. And so mm -hmm. take joy in like being able to take a hot shower. Yes. Day. Yeah. Those types of things. So we have our social media expert here. Today's call to action call to action, very important. Social media 101 <laughs> is to find the zest of life in your <laughs> every day. So thank you for saying that. Every hour. Every every hour. I stand correctly. <laughs> every hour. Never Actually, did. you know what's interesting, Jill, is I before I developed an eating disorder, I became too obsessed with that. And that's huh. how I developed an eating disorder because I was trying to control my life too much. Huh. Yeah. So not every hour. Not every, every hour. Day. When you find them. But yes. make sure you find them. Every make sure day. you find them. So you mentioned a little bit that at the beginning of coronavirus, you were able to quit your full-time job of four mm -hmm. years and start freelancing. You've been doing that for nine, eight, nine months. Um, June 1st was my first day. Oh, it's only been six months? Yeah. My gosh, it seems like you I know. jumped right into it and thrive. So Thank you. from my perspective, how's it been going for you? Really great. I really love creating my own schedule because I like to have long mornings, but I actually like to start working early, mm -hmm. sometimes like around seven. And then sometimes at 10. So it's been awesome to have some freedom with my schedule. Um, it's been really fun to think about a bunch of different brands at once and just kind of slow down a little bit. That sounds amazing. And it sounds like it plays into like your overall happiness in terms of enjoying every moment. Definitely. Definitely. That's amazing. Thank you. In terms of running your own business, what mm. has been the biggest learning mm. that you've taken from the past six months? So the hardest part has been the details, the financials, the registrations. And the best lesson I've learned is that if you just do it and just tell a lady on the phone that you don't know what you're doing, they'll help you. Like when I registered as an LLC, I asked for help and I got help and then it ended up being easy. When I opened up an account for my new business, I just said, I don't know what I'm doing. And it was easy. like, they helped me. Everything I've done, I've just been really upfront that I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And everyone's been really helpful. My like accountants, bank 
people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, everything that I've had to do that I was intimidated by, I just was straight up like, I'm not sure what to do. What's the best thing? Just not acting like belittling myself, but just being upfront and asking lots of questions. And it's been really empowering to see. Empowering and it's a humbling experience taking yeah. on your own challenge, but it's incredible going into that humbled yes. where you're like, I've grown this to a certain level where yeah. I'm ready to be on my own, but mm -hmm. still need a lot of help. Yeah. So that's really inspiring. Thank you. I really admire that about you. Thanks, Jill. And how awesome to grow relationships with people through totally. asking for help and totally trying to learn from I've them. learned that I can call my bank with questions like about my personal finance. Like just finding out what your resources are mm -hmm. really, really helpful. Well, and how fun is it to ask someone what they're an expert on and have them like go off? Yes. Basically. Why wouldn't you just do that? Hey, Chloe, I need help. <laughs> help yeah, me help enjoy the zest of life. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. I will. I hope you know. Okay. So when you left your full-time job, you started mm -hmm. running Chloe Hearts Art full-time, which is an yeah. art account. And then you also do social media freelancing. Mm -hmm. I would say from my perspective, it looks like art is one of your true passions and yes. what you love. It's been amazing to see your journey and the growth that you've seen over the past. How long have you had Chloe Hart's art? Oh, I think like five years. Five years? Yeah. Amazing. Thank I you. Maybe more like three, actually, now that I think about it. It was calligraphy at first, yes. right? Yes, good, good memory. The wedding calligraphy. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. And you do like Harry Styles wedding. Yes, exactly. Um, so what would you say is your favorite part about running an art account and doing art full-time versus what's the hardest part or the thing that you dread the most? Mm. The thing I dread the most is definitely messages and communication. I get really overwhelmed because I have messages coming in from email, from texts, from DMs, um, through my website, and it's kind of hard to organize everything, especially when some of my art orders are very complex. Mm -hmm. So I get, tend to get overwhelmed with the messages. And another hard thing is thinking of things to actually post, which is a problem to come up with, with whatever you mm -hmm. do. Um, just coming up with content that people will like. I try to bulk create a bunch of posts at once when I'm feeling inspired. So I'm prepared for like weeks where I'm not creative. The dry spell of content. Yes. This is what I'm doing right now. I like that a lot though. And so in terms of community management messages, mm -hmm. we talked about this a little bit and that was actually a question from one of our viewers. So social media tip number two, mm -hmm. if we're talking in tips. Yes. In terms of messages, how do you, in your experience, what has been the most effective way to manage inbound mm -hmm. messages and use social media as a tool? I'm really glad this question came up. If you're working for a bigger brand and you get a lot of customer service related DMs, I think it's always smart to get the problems out of the DMs. So if someone DMs you about a product um, that has a problem, missing like shipping problems, send them to your customer service email. You don't want to train your social media managers and customer service and you want everything to be consistent and streamlined. So get their information and pass it on if needed or pass them on customer service. If it's just you and you're a single business owner with no employees, I would also direct them to email. On my website, I try to make it so anytime you want art from me, you can just buy it through my site. So it's streamlined. Mm -hmm. And um, try to keep everything out of DMs because they'll disappear. Um, my DMs like don't even function since there's 
a couple different areas at this point it's just like mm -hmm. not functional so i try to get everything out of the dms unless they're just fun little conversations so if you want to get in touch with chloe send her a text yeah basically. Uh, email me, please. It's bonjour at Chloe Hart. Oh, I messed it up. It's fine. I messed it it's up. Fine. I'm so sorry. They're going to make it more memorable now. I think that's a super helpful tip, though, because yeah. I mean, that's what people go to school to learn. So yeah. free school from Chloe. Free masterclass. <laughs> um, another one of the questions that we got is, in your opinion, you kind of talk to like coming up with content constantly, mm -hmm. but what do you think is the hardest part about running a social media account? Mm -hmm. And then the easiest, funnest, most invigorating? Mm, the hardest part is definitely managing it because people are on social media 24 seven. It's really hard to create boundaries with when you're logging on, when you're logging off. What's hard is there might be, if you have a big account, some sort of PR disaster at night. Um, and so it's just, it's hard to have boundaries there. Social media is addicting. People always want more, more, more. So it can be really unhealthy. But the funnest part is the, for me, the actual communication with customers that are like just fun mm -hmm. and engaging. That's so fun. Commenting back to people. I love that. I love when people respond to my stories. I love responding to other people's stories. Um, and then I love creating Instagram stories and um, Pinterest ads, anything. The creation is fun for me too. So it sounds like you find a lot of joy in the social aspect. Of yeah, social media, I genuinely do. Which is easy to get lost when you run accounts as big as the ones that you have. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you. It's truly joyful. And then you talked a lot about boundaries and it's hard even from a personal aspect to turn yeah. social media and communication. How have you effectively set boundaries in your life? Great question. I am lucky enough to live with my boyfriend to live with a sounding board that can say time to get off your phone. Mm -hmm now, which is awesome. I don't use screen time on my phone because I am afraid of it getting attached to numbers, mm -hmm. but I've noticed I'm at a point in my life where my body is just like, that's enough. I wake up and I don't want to look at it mm -hmm. and I go to bed and I'd also rather read. So when you get older kids, you might just not want to be on <laughs> it as much. That's how I felt. Just a natural pull away from it. Mm -hmm. Um, getting in the habit of your morning, your night routine really helps with that. Cause you don't, when you wake up, you'd rather do yoga. I'm serious. Every then look at your phone mm -hmm. or when you go to bed, reading is going to give you no anxiety and going on social media just might. Sounds like a replacement. Type, yeah. Right. You're finding something better for you that yes. you're going to enjoy and be more fulfilled in doing. Yes. Okay. So what do you do each morning that you like better than email? Hmm. One quick tip I want to throw in there is if someone or some account makes you unhappy, just unfollow them. I feel like I never get anxious or FOMO or insecure on social media because I just um, you know everyone I don't like or I don't follow anyone that makes me insecure. Or delete followers. Delete followers. I, think I deleted over a thousand followers oh, really? on my personal account because I was just like, I don't want anyone to. I see don't want to perform for it. You totally. Like, this is me. This I love is that. How I, I'm obviously not in a place where I'm like, I don't care what you think of me, but yeah. I'm just like, this is my personal life. I want to post it, it that you way. You can create it to be the experience that you want. Yeah, exactly. My morning routine. Um, I wake up, uh, luckily I feed my dog at 6.30. So it just gets me out of bed naturally because waking up in the winter is really hard. And then I do a yoga routine 
and then a meditation. And that total takes about like 45 minutes to an hour. And then I do a stream of consciousness in my journal. Some people call it like a five minute dump where you just get everything out of your head. Mm -hmm. And I write everything I'm anxious about and like everything I'm feeling in my body. And then I move that aside. And then the best part of the morning comes, I always make coffee and I do 20 minutes of reading a book that's self-help or inspirational. And then that winds me up to have a really good day. And then I look at my planner and then I start working. And then when I go to bed, I don't have a nighttime routine, but I do read something that's fictional because I don't like to get pumped up to live my best life before bed. Before bed. And then you're like, okay. I got to go do something. But um, (laughs) yeah, so I try to do fiction at night. I like that a lot. Separating the things based on, it sounds like you're very objective focused in terms of the content. Yeah, I try to make all my moves with intention now. Goals, <laughs> goals no. for the year is intention. I try to, yeah, that's a good resolution. Okay, just write that down. Live with intention. Okay, that's amazing. all we need to do. That's amazing. And so everything that you're doing is setting you up for what you need to do. Yes. But it sounds like everything that is setting you up for those things is a zest. It's something that you're yeah. excited about. Yes, that's key or else you're never going to want to do it. I often don't want to do yoga in the morning, but I've learned that when I don't do it, that feeling's kind of worse yes. than just doing it. I would agree. Yeah. If I'm ever grumpy with like friends, I'm like, you should probably go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're not being very nice. And see, to me, thinking about going to the gym as much as you is mind blowing. So, and I used to not do yoga at all. So Mm -hmm. if anyone is like, what are they talking about? Find your outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Do what works for you. Right. Like another question that we got from you from Sammy. Hi, Sammy. Sammy, love you. We love her. Is when did you know that it was time to go freelance? Take the leap. Great question. Um, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in life is that there's never a wrong or a right time to do things for the most part. Of course, there are life-threatening situations where that is different. If you're in labor, <laughs> go to the hospital. Um, but what's awesome is knowing that whatever decision you make in life, you're going to learn a lesson that's going to teach you something and it's all going to work out. So take that pressure off and then make sure that you're taking a calculated risk. Um, I've said this before on podcast interviews, but it's really cool when people have these crazy stories where they go from homeless to CEO and they take all these major risks. But uh, I think it's smarter to just take a really calculated risk, have a lot of savings, um, be aware of your opportunities or your market, whatever you're quitting to do. For me, I've been selling art while having a full-time job for like four years. And running yourself right into it. Yes, I was, it was really unhealthy. But luckily I was able to see the potential there and the work there. And I had enough money for like two years of living in case something really bad happened. And another positive to working somewhere bigger while you're building up to do your own thing is you learn so much. Mm -hmm. If I had graduated high school and just done my art, I never would have known Mm -hmm. things that I know now. I'm sure I would have learned other lessons, but I'm really grateful for the time I had working for another company. So yeah, just follow your intuition and don't put too much pressure on destiny and when's the right time and just make sure it's a calculated risk and that it feels really good. And honestly, that it feels a little scary too. scare yourself every day. Exactly. So when you took that risk, did you, how are you approaching it? Are you manifesting that it's going to happen? You're going to be full time. Mm. Are you approaching it as an experiment? Like I have two years, let's see how it goes. Oh, great. How are you looking at it? So I guess it wasn't that calculated where I 
knew I was going to sell my art and I also had some clients lined up okay. for my uh marketing services so I just, yeah, it was, you had, really you had a cushion where you yeah, could do both. I had a lot of cushion. So I knew it was going to work out. And I always knew if I decide I don't like it or um, it doesn't work out, I can, I can go back. You have but, all the ability. Any one of your clients would hire you on full time. Oh, that's so nice. I hope so. so I would hire you if I had a business to hire you with. <laughs> Thanks, Jill. Yeah. So I absolutely manifested and had like try to keep this energy alive. Well, also stick it to the numbers. I believe in you more than anything. So if anyone can do it, it's thanks, Jill. Amazing. So the last question I want to ask you is in terms of authenticity, so you're on your personal account, you run an art account, you're the voice for a lot of different brands across the board. How do you, what is your true north? How do you maintain that across your visual mediums and how you live your life? Do you mean like on my personal accounts? In your or life. In my life. Yeah. And, and in your personal accounts, obviously mm-hmm. not on like a brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know if this answers your question, but the first thing that comes to mind is that on social media, it kind of feels like everybody's too fake or too vulnerable. So (laughs) (laughs) oversharing. Yes. I don't want to know that. And then it just kind of starts to get a little desperate. Yeah. So I really try to um be open about what I'm going through I don't really have any filters um maybe it's because I have I've been dating someone for like two years so you kind of start you're married Mm -hmm. so you kind of start to not really care what people think about you because you already have a lot down so that helps but (laughs) I also met a lot of people that I thought were perfect whether they were social media famous or just like really beautiful by society standards that were really unhappy mm-hmm. and I started to realize that they didn't have it all and I could have I could decide that I had it all just by like enjoying being alive and by deciding you have it all by deciding I have it all I'm like I I know what I want and then I just go for it and so I just try to not take it too seriously That's at all perfect yeah well we're not taking anything too seriously no. here so welcome. <laughs> welcome to the club maybe we'll be the not too serious group oh that's a good idea yeah i'll make like not too serious ice cream not too serious ice cream sounds kind of fun sounds illegal i obviously wasn't very serious <laughs> don't tell anyone awesome well thank you for coming mm. today it's been a joy getting to me. talk to you and like learn from you more than anything, you're probably one of the smartest people I know. That's shocking to me. But Seriously, you. though, you've figured out everything that you know. On the I know everything. Like, you do. You really do. You have a routine. You have a routine. Not at night. You meditate. You meditate. I do. That's shocking. That is next That's level. That's shocking. That's next level. If I can do it, you guys can too. Dream, believe, achieve. Stop double tasking. Hmm. <laughs> It's true. It's true. This is true. It's it's a myth. It doesn't exist. No. No. And that's the scoop. And that's the scoop. (laughs)